Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this intoxicatingly tricky world that we are all in. I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want to bring you practical advice that you can apply right away in your lives and your dating lives and in your relationships. So thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you another episode. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the self-confidence project. It is your host, Kimberly Hill. And coming to you from a rainy morning, a rainy fall morning in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Vancouver or south of Vancouver in a town called White Rock is where I grew up. And then I lived overseas for a solid decade in places like Australia and Singapore and various parts of Europe uh, before coming back to Vancouver and founding the Self-Confidence Project, starting this business where I run a weekly podcast, a weekly YouTube video, daily content on social media, as well as one-on-one coach, amazing and incredible men who are wanting to find success in their dating experiences and have deeply loving, fruitful, healthy, wondrous, intimate relationships. So that is me, Kimberly, a men's life dating and relationship coach. And it's become very... I don't know, very apparent lately with my clients, just with my own life, with this world that we are in, that managing emotions, understanding the complexity of the human emotions is, it feels like one of the most complicated things. And so many of us are running amok and we're not managing our emotions effectively. And it is causing so much frustration and turmoil and just hardship especially when it comes to dating, the intricacies and the intimacies of getting to know somebody else, the vulnerabilities that come along with it, as well as the complications that arise in relationships when we're not managing our emotions effectively. So today's podcast is very much dedicated to talking about emotions, uh, understanding you know, why people feel they can't really control their emotions, understanding the consequences of emotional dysfunction, Um, And then talk about some ways to better manage your emotions. Uh, And also, I really want to touch on the difference between uh, something at the end of this podcast, and I'll I'll wait till we get there to share what that's going to be. But if you have at all dealt with complications in dating or in your relationships because of how you have felt, because of how your partners have felt, and you haven't really worked through the emotional component very maturely or very smoothly, then please listen to today's show, spread the news around to other people. Uh, So we can just start to help each other when it comes to managing these tricky emotions. Okay, just having some quick water here. Now, uh, before I dive in, of course, if you're new to the show, welcome aboard. We talk everything around, you know, life and dating and relationships. I've been doing quite a few solo episodes recently, but from time to time, I also bring on expert guests uh, to, to share their insights on this show. It's really the intention here is to you know, give you guys a place to grow, to expand, to encourage new perspectives, um, and just to help you on this, you know, complicated journey of life, right? We got one shot at it, folks, so we better make the most of it. Now, of course, as a private confidential one-on-one coach, I do, uh, I do support men with a, you know, a complimentary consultation, 
to get to know whether or not coaching is the right modality to support you if you're struggling when it comes to dating, if you're struggling when it comes to your relationships or both. And uh, I do encourage you that if you've been listening to the show or you've been following dating relationship coaches, or you've been noticing that dating is just not, it's not producing for you. You're holding yourself back with a string of anxious thoughts, or you're just not getting the results or attracting women into your life. And you, you know, like you have the awareness that something's not right because people around you are having success in dating and relationships and you're not, and time is running out and you're getting older then look, you know, as frankly as I can be, it's time to address that. And whether that's with a coach or a therapist or some kind of support, it's important that we do reach out for help when it's needed. Um, Because look, you know, our intimate relationships are some of the most rewarding relationships we can ever have in our lives. And the truth is we need other people in our lives. We're not put on this planet with 8 billion others so that we can be alone, right? So I do encourage that if you have been listening to the show or following my content or other people's content that is similar to this and you're, you're feeling stuck and you've been stuck for some time, uh, then get, get some support because what's on the other side of that is more confidence, more clarity, more joy, an amazing person to spend your life with. And that is what we're here for. We're not here to work. <laughs> we have to work so that we can have time with the people we love. So if we don't have people we love and we're not connecting well in our lives, then that should be a focal point for us. Now, um, I've also got a YouTube channel, right? It's been running for three, four months now. So if you're interested in this type of content, I encourage you to head over there and watch some of those uh, videos, leave your comment, engage with me there. I'd love to hear from you and have your support. Um, Okay, so emotions, as we know, they are a very complex psychological, physiological state that we get in. It involves this combination of subjective feelings, right? This physiological changes in our body, these behavioral responses that we have to the way we feel. Do we get angry and hit something? Do we get sad and shut down? Do we run away? What is it that we're doing? Do we sweat? Do we pant? Do we choke up? What's happening to us? We're having these behavioral and physiological changes and responses. But emotions are a very fundamental aspect of our human life, our human experience. And they're not going anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) In fact, they're there to help us navigate our lives, adapt to our environments, and emotions, wow, they exist on a range, folks, right? From happiness and pure joy to sadness and anger and fear and frustration and feeling isolated and withdrawn, feeling overwhelmed, feeling uh, disgusted. There are a wide range of emotions that we can feel and they play a crucial role in how we interact with other people without a doubt our overall well-being right? As well as in our decision-making process in life. So a lot of us really strongly feel as if we cannot control our emotions. Okay. We, uh, we have a response that is influenced by our limbic system in our brain. And that part of our brain is not entirely under full conscious control. Okay. So things like our hormones and neurotransmitters are going to be playing a very significant role, in fact, in shaping the emotional experience we have. So a lot of us think, well, I feel a certain thing, I can't control it. 
right? And part of that is true. You're having a response and not all of that is under your control. Uh, So we feel, okay, well, I can't control my emotions for this reason, or I can't control my emotions because I had a a past trauma in my life or my childhood was really rough. My dad abused me. He was an alcoholic. My mom left or I witnessed my parents abusing each other emotionally or physically, or I was abused emotionally or physically or sexually. And so I have a lasting impact because of my traumas. um, And that impacts my ability to emotionally regulate. So you may get triggered more easily because you have past associations with certain things that are happening in in your life, right? If you're in a fight with a partner and they walk out the door and that triggers a big abandonment wound wound for you, um, it's going to impact your ability to regulate your emotions. Therefore, you know, you might feel like I'm out of control when it comes to my emotions. And that's going to have really harmful consequences for that relationship for you, etc. We know that, right? We've lived through those harmful consequences. So we also feel like we can't control our emotions because, well, when we are in a really high uh, state of stress, uh, it can make it challenging to regulate our emotions. We feel we are overwhelmed. We feel like we're out of control. You see like, oh, this person can't control their anger. Or, you know, I see it when I used to work in finance on the broking floor in Singapore and Sydney, Australia, where these brokers would get incredibly frustrated with their clients over the line or money was being lost or deals were being cut off. And you would see them stand up and scream and throw their keyboard you know, this didn't happen that often where you had this kind of explosion, but we witnessed this, like what felt like uncontrollable anger because of high stressful environment. And we're not really operating in our rational brain when we're flooded to these high levels. So that also contributes to this feeling of, I feel out of control with my emotions. Now we also feel out of control because we have these individual differences. So We also just have like natural dispositions, right? Some of us are just kind of cool as a cucumber, right? Some of us are kind of, we run a little hot, right? So some people are just naturally more emotionally reactive and other people just have better emotional regulation skills. So we have these four factors, biological, our experiences, the levels of stress and overwhelm and our individual differences that make us feel like we can't control these emotions. And this can lead to emotional dysfunction, which there's no surprise here is going to have very harmful and negative consequences on your life, right? You already know if you experience running hot or running, running really cold or sad or depressed, right? You know that it has a negative impact on your mental health, right? Your high levels of anxiety or the depression you feel or even things like borderline personality disorder, like it is going to impact your mental health. If you're not able to regulate your emotions and your emotions run amok or you're triggered all the time or you're high levels of stress, then you're going to be suffering in your life. And guys, this is going to, this is going to seep right into those relationships and it's going to break things down. And it might even perpetuate this cycle or belief that You know, I'm too anxious to be loved or I'm too this or I'm too sad or I'm too depressed to have anyone in my life because the emotions, if they're left unmanaged effectively, they, those things do push people away, right? So it's going to lead to the interpersonal problems 
that often leads to people reaching out to someone like myself for coaching. They go, uh, I, I, I'm really conflict avoidant. Um, I get really anxious and overwhelmed. I have really intense emotional reactions. And it's really disruptive in my life with women. Uh, it's really alienating me. And it's causing a lot of interpersonal problems. So when we are dysfunction or dysfunctional in our emotions, we don't just feel our emotions stronger on our own. It's going to negatively impact those interpersonal relationships that we're really craving or even need to help us manage some of our emotions too. Now, this creeps into our physical health, right? There's actually this uh, phenomenal TED talk out there and I can't remember the title of it, but it has to do with individuals that believe that stress will harm them physically. They have a higher mortality rate. So our beliefs play such a strong role in how things even physically manifest for us. But if we are in chronic emotional stress, it can definitely have an adverse effect on our physical health, heart disease, chronic pain, especially think about the decisions you might be making when you're under stress. Are you eating well? Are you exercising well? You probably aren't sleeping well. So when you're not sleeping well, not eating well, not hydrating, not taking care of your basic health, uh, you're going to have negative physical uh, impact, right? So like controlling and managing our emotions is not, oh, just so I can have a loving relationship. It's like, so I can live a quality life effectively, right? So if you don't manage your emotions, you're going to have a reduced quality of life. Okay, because the mental health issues, interpersonal problems, the physical health impacts, probably going to creep into areas of your life, like your job performance. And you're just going to feel a general sense of unhappiness because to you, you're out of control when it comes to emotions. So I talk about this because I feel like being in, the, in this space that I've been in and being so kind of attuned to the frustrations that men and women are feeling when it comes to dating into relationships it's like the biggest frustration is that we're obviously we're not having our needs met you know we're not communicating effectively with our our partners but what happens is we have these emotions that lead to a series of thoughts that we have and if those thoughts are not helpful for us it leads to a series of behaviors which is the direct correlation to the emotion we're feeling. I feel frustrated so that I behave passive aggressively or I feel sad so I withdraw or avoid conflict or I feel so alone that I start to fawn and people please and overextend myself. It's like it, it has a marked effect on our behavior and that is going to ultimately dictate the results we get in life and in our relationships. So learning to better manage your emotions is so important why I'm stressing it on this show and why I do talk about this a lot, but I've never really just fully addressed the issue itself. So ways to better manage emotions. Now, we're just going to kind of lightly touch on them in today's show, um, but I'll, I'll look to kind of elaborate and go deeper in further episodes as well as throughout all the rest of my content. And of course, I also, in my one-on-one -on -one work with clients, we dive uh, into uh, better management of emotions and various different tools. But one of the first things that we need to learn to do, and by the way, I do this at the beginning of every one of my client calls, is called emotional awareness, which is the recognizing and labeling of your emotions. This is a good first step to help you understand your emotions and therefore learn to manage and or control them. So you have to be, well, the saying goes, you have to name it to tame it, 
or be aware of it to deal with it. So I am feeling X, Y, and Z. Okay, I'm aware of the things that I'm experiencing and feeling so that I'm not operating kind of like, what's that? What's the analogy to use? Like almost kind of like a blind rage, right? (laughs) So we need to understand and understand our emotions to be able to manage and control them. So name it to tame it. Okay, I am feeling, I'm feeling a little me even today. And it's probably coming out in my tone and and pace of the show. It's like, I'm feeling a little tense right now, right? Like I'm feeling a bit tense, got lots going on, got lots to do, got lots of calls coming up here. It's raining. You know, my mind is very active. So I feel a little tense, feel a little tired, not too bad. Um, And understanding and naming the emotions is going to help you. It's going to help me in this moment. I just got to understand what's going on. Recognize my internal state uh, so that I don't allow those emotions to just dictate how I kind of barrel through the rest of the day. Okay, so emotional awareness. Huge, huge, huge. Start here, please. Name your emotions. Mindfulness meditation. Okay, how can you stay present? How can you reduce your stress and therefore improve your emotional regulation? If you are tightly wound and very anxious, you may need to sit in stillness. You may need to go for a walk. You may need to get on the treadmill and go for a run. But it's about moving your body in a way that's either still or some kind of healthy movement to reduce your stress and then improve your ability to regulate your emotions. So if you are a really high achiever and you don't know how to slow down, you don't understand mindfulness or meditation, it's worth looking into. You don't need to become a yogi. You don't need to go to an ashram. You don't need to become a Buddhist monk. But understanding how to stay present, have that emotional awareness, stay present, do some deep breathing, could be box breathing, could be a two, three minute meditation, a guided one, a walking one. There's lots of different tools to help us calm our nervous system and get into a more resourceful state. You learn to do this, or you have a conflict or address big issues with a partner, you learn to do this when you're noticing anxiety because a girl hasn't texted you back or she's canceled a date on you. You will learn to manage your emotions so that you don't lash out, become passive aggressive, withdraw, or end up doing harmful behaviors that are going to work against you. Now. Simply put, having a healthy lifestyle is going to help too. So if you are not taking care of the basics, okay, if you're not regularly moving your body, if you're not having a diet that works for you, I don't know what a balanced diet is anymore in these days, right? But a diet that is healthy for you, let's just say that. And adequate sleep. Like sleep is so important for us. It's when we do our healing. For women, it's when we produce testosterone so that we have energy throughout the day right? For men, it's like a calming time to let your body recover. So we need adequate sleep because if you're out of balance physically, you're not eating well, got high levels of sugar in your body, you're not sleeping well, you're not going to manage your emotions as effectively. Just no way it's going to happen. So make sure you're living a healthy lifestyle. Take care of yourself first and foremost. Of course, seeking support helps you manage your emotions. Maybe you need to hire a therapist. Maybe it's time to work with a coach. Maybe you want to join a support group. Maybe it's a men's group for you. There's lots of different outlets. Finding the one that's right for you is super important. 
so that you can learn strategies to manage your emotions. There's lots of other tools outside of what I'm sharing today that are going to you know, be really helpful for the management of emotions. And like some of those things are learning coping strategies, right? So it could be journaling. Maybe you need to do some deep reflection. Maybe it is the deep breathing exercises or the box breathing, right? Slow counts in, hold, slow counts out, hold, right? Or maybe it's just actually getting out there, engaging in hobbies that really bring you joy. You know, getting lost in the passions and things that you love. Maybe that's creative painting. Maybe it's sports. Maybe it's training for something. Maybe it's just learning something new. You know, sometimes the best solutions are the simplest ones. Get out there and have fun, right? And of course, then there's emotional regulation techniques, cognitive behavioral therapy to identify and change your negative thought patterns. I talk a lot about this with my clients. We do thought substitutions, we do self limited belief discovery. There's things out there, there's tools, there's ways to help you manage your emotions, you know, despite the traumas you've had, not despite, maybe that's the, sounds invalidating that word, but even with the experiences you've had in life that are hurtful and triggering for you, you can still manage and cope with your emotions. It might require support, but it's so important that you do so, so that you can have meaningful relationships, have good dating experiences. Now, the thing I wanted to mention that I I kind of uh, highlighted at the beginning of this call but didn't dive into was I really want to also highlight, as we talk about emotions here, I really want to highlight the difference between being like emotionally vulnerable with a partner and opening up, right, versus emotional dumping. So important to understand this. It really hit me like a ton of bricks the other day, and I went, I really need to talk about this distinction because. I think a lot of people hear a lot of Brene Brown and being vulnerable and opening up and we think, okay, like I want to, vulnerability is this like really prized trait these days. How can I be more vulnerable? And instead of being vulnerable, we actually start emotionally dumping, which is not the same thing. So vulnerability is, okay, yes, it's sharing your emotions and feelings with someone in a sincere and honest manner. But, okay, it involves healthy and respectful expression of your thoughts and emotions. It is not a wild bull in a china shop spilling your guts of everything, okay? It's healthy and respectful expression of thoughts. Guys, when, you, when I talk about having you get your needs met in a relationship, that means being vulnerable with, I feel X, I would like this. There's an assertive framework and way to communicate vulnerably but respectfully so that we build trust and then we actually deepen a connection within the relationship versus thinking, oh, I'm being vulnerable and uh, it's actually causing me more problems. Vulnerability, if unhealthily expressed, will cause you more problems because something like emotional dumping, right, on the other hand, involves you unloading your emotions on someone without regard for their feelings or boundaries. So it's like the bull in the china shop is the best analogy. It's it's so overwhelming. And a lot of people go, well, I'm trying to be vulnerable and they're dumping. They're dumping their emotions on someone else. And maybe they've been like holding these things in for a long time. And then all of a sudden it's the world is coming to an end and this and that and I'm a big victim and I feel this and I feel that and I have all these fears. And it actually leaves the other person going, whoa, I feel burdened. I feel drained. 
because emotional dumping lacks the reciprocity and respect that are in fact characteristics of being vulnerable in a healthy way. So I wanted to highlight that distinction because as I, as I say, like manage your emotions and name your feelings and name it to tame it and talk about it and get support. There's a healthy way to do that. And there's a way to just open up and dump. It's like a dam that's been released after years of pressure buildup. That is not the right way to manage your emotions. (laughs) It might feel cathartic for you if you emotionally dump on someone. But afterward, you're actually not going to feel good. And that partner is going to feel so disconnected from you because you've just burdened them with your, your problems. And usually when you're in a state of emotional dumping, you're not in a resourceful state. You're not open to feedback. doesn't matter what someone else says to try and comfort you. You're stuck in this like dark black hole I call the victim mindset where you're really disregarding what's happening around you as if you're almost a tornado of your own emotions. So there's a there's healthy expression and vulnerability it's it's reciprocal respectful it's honest right and then there's emotional dumping which is like a, a tornado tornado of emotions so alas here we are <laughs> human emotions they feel difficult to control they are in many regards but there are strategies and techniques to help you manage your emotions Okay, because emotional dysfunction can have very negative consequences on your dating experience, on your relationships, on all your interpersonal relationships. So if we can learn as a human species to increase our EQ, our emotional intelligence, right, we're going to have better lives, better relationships. You want to, you know, read a book or a history book and improve your IQ, have that, or it's so important to do that and be worldly, but don't disregard learning your emotional intelligence, understanding how to read people, understanding how to manage your emotions, picking up on the energies in a room, that kind of thing is so important. So if you need to seek help so that you can develop emotional regulation skills so that you can just have a better life, right? You can have overall well-being Um, because it's important to be vulnerable. It's important to be open with our emotions without letting them control us without emotional dumping or holding it all inside, completely withdrawing from our partners or being really nasty and passive aggressive, (laughs) like a forked dragon tongue, right? It's just going to strain your relationship. So I hope today's podcast was insightful. I hope it was helpful. I hope you're taking a little gem away from today's show or it's creating a perspective or maybe you're going Oh, thanks, Kim. Yeah, I've got to work on my emotions. You've made that very clear and apparent to me. And that's okay. It's good to know. It's good to have that self-awareness. I'm still working on mine. It's going to be a lifelong process. Um, But I'm getting better. And I'm proud of that because I'm addressing emotions in a healthy way. And that's my hope for you too. So thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Self-Confidence Project. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave me a review. Drop me a comment on Instagram. Let me know that you like the show and send it to someone who maybe needs to learn to manage their emotions. Thanks very much, guys. Talk to you next week.